good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. Hey y'all, what's up? It's MCM and you're listening to your Probably Right Podcast. I've decided to go in a different direction again today, of course, but I'm always going in different directions. That's probably, well, I can probably answer a lot of questions about my uh, listenership on my podcast here. (laughs) I got all kinds of people coming in here or coming through listening. I need more. Um... One day I believe that this could be a very important podcast. The question is, will I be around when it happens? That's one that I can't answer. Anyhow, welcome to another episode of You're Probably Right. I'm your host, MCM, and today we're venturing into a territory that is a little tough, a little raw, but incredibly important. Knowing when it's right to give up on something or someone. It's a question we've all faced at some point in our lives, whether it's a job that's going nowhere, a dream that seems increasingly out of reach, or a relationship that's lost its spark. It's about understanding the difference between a rough patch (laughs) and a dead end. Today, we're not just exploring when to let go, but also how to recognize the signs and make peace with that decision. So let's dive in and maybe, just maybe, learn a thing or two about the art of letting go. I can honestly tell you from my own experience, and I mean, I'm going to answer these questions, but at the same time, I, 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 could, I could end up rolling over them, but I just wanted to say a little bit from the heart. I mean, I generally always speak from the heart, even though this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> just had to put that in there. It's so hard to let go of your desires. It's so hard to let go of your dreams, especially the dreams that you actually have literally envisioned. But knowing if it makes sense to hold on to a dream, like say winning the lottery, you've seen yourself driving the Ferrari, you've seen yourself out on vacation, you've seen yourself living in a new huge combine for you and yours. the car for every day of the week you've seen yourself walking into that church or that community center donating a bunch of money to prop up whatever it is that they're trying to do but they've been unable to do because of financing you've seen yourself walking down the street and handing out money to homeless people or walking into shelters and Maybe housing a bunch of people in condos and maybe just giving a leg up to your family members or friends or people who have need of it. Maybe you see yourself giving money to um, an individual that needs an operation. Maybe you've seen yourself flying over to one of the third world countries and doing something special. Maybe you saw yourself getting into an arena with the muckety-mucks of society, rubbing elbows with important people because of your financial situation and you see yourself doing some difference, some change. Maybe you'd be in Palestine or in Israel doing something different. Maybe you'd be talking to people who make decisions. Or maybe you'd just see yourself paying for your kid's education. Or your own education. Maybe you see yourself dropping a whole bunch of money in the offering plate. 
Maybe you see yourself opening a school and teaching. Who knows? There's so many dreams that we have. Some are practical. Maybe you see yourself just graduating from, from high school or from university or college. Maybe you see yourself paying somebody to write your last paper because you just don't have the wherewithal to do it yourself. Who knows? But there is a time when you have to let go of some of these things in our minds because they hold us back. And sometimes you have people in your life who hold you back. Or sometimes you have people in your life who have propped you up for a long time and you feel it's time for you to step out on your own two feet. Sometimes you just don't know. Anyhow, here's the first question. What are the signs that you're pursuing a lost cause? Well, I think, you know, when you're pursuing a lost cause, when you're not seeing any fruits, you know, there's that part in the Bible where Jesus cursed the, the fig tree. I think he was hungry and he, and he went to the fig tree to get some figs off it and there was nothing there. I believe that when you're pursuing something or you're pursuing someone and it's not producing any signs of it, anything happening you really have to look at it and sit down and say to yourself why am i doing this why am i why am i pursuing this person who hasn't even smiled at me who has never even spoken to me why am i pursuing this dream when I don't see any visions or anything opening in any kind of way to say that this is the right direction that I'm going in. And maybe you can stay on the focus of trying to do that thing or reach out for that someone, but that might not be the thing and that may not be the someone. I mean, you can pursue let's say a wife or a husband, but the individual that you might be pursuing might be the wrong person and you might be going at it in the wrong way. Maybe you need to get yourself ready for that. You know what I mean? Like, let's just say you want to be a podcaster and you've been doing podcasts and you're not getting any um, viewership and you're wondering, am I doing the right thing? You know, I've got my sound right. I have a, a you know, an SM7B, you know, sure, microphone. I have a few different screens that I'm working off of. Um, I have someone to help me develop the questions or the conversations, or I even have some interesting guests. But maybe at the same time, maybe you need to change your topics, maybe. Maybe it's that you don't need to be doing it by yourself. Maybe you need to have a partner. Maybe you need to change your focus, your trailer, your opening, whatever, you know. Maybe it's maybe you want to broadcast something or have your voice on something that you would deem as important. Whereas maybe the whole thing is just set up wrong. Or maybe you need to cut it and maybe you need to go into video or maybe you need to do short term, not short term, short form 
Um, social media, maybe you need, maybe you're an Instagram, uh, maybe you're a three minuter, not a two hour person. Maybe you really don't have that much to say. And as far as um, pursuing an individual or relationship, maybe you need to get yourself ready for a relationship. Maybe you need to hear what God says about, about having yourself prepared. Maybe you need to know what the word of God says. Well, I can definitely say you need to know what God's word says. You could be right financially. You could be fit or fitter, maybe. Maybe you need to learn etiquette. Maybe you need to learn to laugh a little bit, loosen up a little bit. And maybe the person that you have been um, pining over or reaching out to isn't the person for you. You know, I remember, I think it was Peter who was fishing, but I can't remember. I can't say for sure if it was Peter, James and John or if it was Peter and John. I can't remember. All I know is there was one point where Jesus tells them to let down their net. And maybe it's for you just to let down your net and let what God is going to happen in your life happen. I don't want to say organically, but yeah, once the net has been mended, once the net has been cast into the water, you've done the parts that you, I guess you can say controlled. You've, you fixed your net, you've dropped your net into the water, the right part of the water, and now you need to wait. But coming back to the basis of the, the question, I think, you know, when you're base, you're basing your, 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 your seeking on a lost cause, when you're not seeing any fruit, as I said, you're not seeing a smile. Maybe you're seeing a bad attitude. Maybe you're finding out that this person isn't so godly after all. Maybe this person doesn't know one word out of the Bible or doesn't even remember one story out of the Bible that they could base um, a good decision off of. Maybe you're trying to become a lawyer and you've failed the bar five times. Maybe you're a law clerk. Maybe you're not a lawyer. Maybe it's so simple for you to sit there and argue against people and beat people. Maybe you should be a judge. Maybe you're not a doctor. Maybe you're supposed to be a nurse. Maybe you're not a nurse. Maybe you're a lab technician. Or maybe you're an ultrasound technician or, you know, maybe you've, you've, you stacked yourself in the right direction, but for some reason it's a lost cause. And I think sometimes, many times we, we know in our heart when it's time to let go. I mean, adversely, sometimes I think we know when it's not time to let go, but we want to let go because letting go is the easier choice. And I think that's one thing we have to be careful about. Letting go because it's easy. Giving up because it's easy. Quitting because it's easy. It isn't always the thing to do. And sometimes we worry about saving face. Don't worry about saving face. Hiding your shame. Because... A lot of time when we hide our shame, we become victims of hiding our shame. So then we don't make the moves when we're supposed to make the moves because we don't want our business to get out. We're private people or we want to hold up a certain level for um, our family, a certain respectability that we try to, to keep going. You really got to think about it. When is it time for you to make a move? Maybe it's time for you to maybe you're, you're maybe you're going up and up and up in your um, 
your direction your, for your career or whatever it is. But maybe your family is lagging because of it. Maybe you haven't gone, gone off for your dream. You've just been going in a direction because somebody told you to one day. Somebody said, pick a job. Somebody said, pick a wife, pick a husband. Now, don't get me wrong. If you've picked a husband or you've picked a wife or you've been chosen, then I say wholeheartedly work on that marriage. Don't give up. An individual that you are with as a married woman or a married, a married man is not a lost cause. Yes, maybe they do have a drinking problem. Maybe their eyes do roam a little bit. Maybe you can work on helping them to cut back on both of those things. Maybe there's something that you can do. Don't always look to change someone. Don't always look to, to get rid of someone. I mean, come on, you've probably, I mean, in many cases, many of us have, have done that before. We've thrown out what we have to go and get new. We've gone to see if it's greener pastures over there. And a lot of time it is greener pastures for a time. And then things of reality tend to present themselves. And then you find out it wasn't so bad after, after all. When we give up too early or too easy. How does one differentiate between challenging phase and a definitive end? Well, sometimes, you know, there is a challenge. And this is where I was getting to when I'm saying don't give up too easy. Maybe the individual that you are with, maybe they do, maybe they are an alcoholic or maybe they are a drug addict. Maybe they smoke too much. Maybe they need to cut out smoking altogether and they need to cut alcohol. Alcohol or wine is a mocker and it, and it turn, tends to turn people into fools because you're not totally in control of your faculties when you're on those substances <clears throat> that's something you can work on you know as i said in in your career maybe you're you're heading in a direction and it feels like a lost cause maybe you're as they say a lifer in a job and it isn't going anywhere and you took the job because somebody told you to take that job or go in that direction because it was going to make you the most amount of money. But you hate your job. Maybe it's time to pivot and, and change directions. See, it's not enough just to say, yeah, you need to stop or you need to quit that person. Sometimes you just need to change your angle of, say, if you're going down descent. Or maybe it's just time that you just pivot and turn left instead of going right for once. <clears throat> so the difference in in a challenging phase it's when you know you can still work on something as opposed to you you cannot work on that situation because either those involved do not want to work on it or maybe the fact that you maybe put out an ultimatum and now you feel like you have no choice but to move on because the person didn't do what you thought they should do. Maybe you didn't get that raise when you were supposed to get that raise. Maybe they haven't changed the job that you said they needed to change. Or maybe they haven't made that money that you thought they would have been able to make by now. Or they haven't lost that weight that you thought they should have lost by now. Or they haven't changed their attitude. Or they haven't picked up a Bible to see what it says and they only listen or watch little short YouTube videos of people speaking the word with music behind it. And they're not really getting the whole gist of whatever it is the, the person was saying in the first place. And they just take these little 
40 second pep talks and make it a whole mantra of their whole day or whole week or whole month or whole year. <laughs> there's stuff that you can work on and then there's stuff that are just dead, dead, <laughs> you know, and I would say, honestly, there's very few cases unless you know you're going into a total um, out of out of God's will type of uh, behavior. Most things that we do, especially when we're talking about Christians, most of the stuff before us, we can work at, you know, I believe it anyway. And I mean, I guess you don't really have to believe it. You know, when I think about Romans 8, 28, when it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So knowing that all things and what does all things mean? All things means all things. And remember, when you're speaking to people about your situation as a believer, remember what Psalm 1 verse 1 to 1 into 2 sorry verse 1 and 2 says it says blessed is the man or woman right blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers but his delight is the law of the lord and on his law god's law he meditates day and night it should always be a thought in your head you understand sometimes we're looking for wisdom or what to do in different situations but we should always be considering god's ways when we are doing our thing we shouldn't just leave it out there and just think oh we'll figure it out i mean i'm not gonna say that we shouldn't have friends be friends with people who are not christians but at the end of the day, because we are the people walking in the light, we can see what is what really on this planet. We should be always guiding our friends, our loved ones in the right direction. They should be getting ready, ready to join us. We shouldn't be breaking ourselves down to join them. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Who is wicked? Who do you think is wicked? Hitler's wicked? We shouldn't be reading Mein Kampf, whatever that book was called. Or we shouldn't be reading Moby Dick or Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> or um, just, you know, the 20 laws or 30 laws or whatever it is of power. We shouldn't be checking out Tolstoy or listening to what Freud had to say or Hemingway. As far as I know, all these people were unsaved, except for maybe the guy who um, wrote Moby Dick, possibly, but I'm not really sure. But um, the counsel of the wicked, it's anybody who is not saved, anybody who is not in Christ. That is the counsel of the wicked. You shouldn't be going to an ungodly counselor to fix your life. You know more about life than they do. They know concepts, they know psychology and social work. But as far as what living is, they're not even in the light. They're not living. They're dead in trespasses and sin. Nor stands in the way of sinners. Now, it doesn't mean you're standing in their way stopping them. No, it means you're hanging out. You're hanging out. You're sitting in the seat of the scoffer. You're, you're hanging out. You have the same talk that they have. You have the same deeds that they have. But you're a believer. It doesn't work. So, if you're a person who needs instruction... And you're going to people who are not saved for that instruction. When it comes to your life. Now, I'm not saying an ungodly doctor can't stitch you up because you've got 
cut over your eye and they're not going to do a proper stitch. So you should look for a Christian to do a proper stitch. But I mean, if you got a Christian doctor who's a good doctor, right, who is a good doctor, right, that's a total different thing. The point is, blessed is the man who walks not. Just think about that part, who walks not. Now, what do you, is it just like you're walking? No, it's actual your walk, your life. You're not getting your counseling from an ungodly counselor. You're not hanging out in places of, of wicked people who are who, who have the wrong things on their mind to use their examples or to do as they do. No. As a believer, your delight is in the Lord and in his law. And not per se only like say the law of the Ten Commandments. No, the law of love, grace, mercy. These things can guide you to do the right things at the right times. But if you're watching people who are dead in their trespasses and sin, you follow their example or you heed their advice for your life, for things that matter eternally, you're going to go wrong. You understand? It's not whether or not an ungodly dentist can fix a fix a cavity. That's different. Your teeth are going to go one way or the other. They're not eternal. Let me get back on topic. <laughs> How can we distinguish between perseverance and stubbornness well I believe that stubbornness there's no logical or no logic to stubbornness stubbornness is you're just not doing it or you're just going to do it so I just don't want you in my life anymore even if you hold some value even if we signed a, a marriage certificate even if I'm going to hang on, even though you've already told me that I'm fired. <laughs> I'm going to hold on, even though you told me I'm not going to get a raise. I'm going to hold on, even if you said you're not going to promote me. That's just being stubborn. Right? Because there's no rhyme or reason with stubbornness. Stubbornness is just, I'm doing this and that's what I'm doing. Whereas perseverance, there's means to, to an end. There's a work harder you show a difference. There is a stick to within something that you are on the way of achieving, but there you're still using your brain. <laughs> um, a lot of people have um, this mysticism about them. It says in the scriptures, it says, be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. It's not thoughtless. It's not brainless. It's not mysticism. It's not, oh, I have a peace about it. No. What does the word of God say about what you're deciding to do? Does the word of God says you should persevere? Does the word of God tell you to work by the sweat of your brow? Does the word of God say divorce your husband because he's abusive? Or does it say you should divorce your husband because he doesn't make enough money? Does it say don't forgive your wife and find another one? There's a lot of things that we decide to do because they're the moral. They're the ones that the things that make sense. But perseverance for you to persevere through something. Think about it. You know, sometimes we just want to do stuff. But when we persevere, it means to continue in a course of action, even when we're facing difficulty, 
or with little or no indication of success, it involves maintaining a purpose or an idea despite obstacles. It's still, it's still difficult, but it's, there's obstacles. The situation is not dead. Say you want to talk to your, your passed away mother. The person's dead. If you're saying you're going to wait to talk to your mother and she's passed away already, you're just being stubborn. Whereas it's different if they're still around and you just haven't seen them in a while. You can still hope for that conversation. You can put yourself in that right frame of mind. Maybe there's some questions you need to write out for when you do see her, hopefully. Do you understand? <sighs> Discouragement or delay in achieving access. The, the concept embodies persistence, tenacity, and determination. And it's often associated with overcoming challenges. Steadfastness in achieving goals or not giving up when things are tough. Whereas stubbornness, that's a whole different thing. Stubbornness refers to persistence and refusal to change one's mind and attitude of course of action despite reason. Arguments or persuasion to the contrary. There's sense in the other direction, but you're just going to do what you want to do because you want to do it. It's a negative thing. Big difference. What is the psychological impact of giving up and how can we cope with it? It's not easy. I mean, if you've been hoping for something for a very long time and you can see sometimes the door closing on certain things certain relationships, certain jobs. <clears throat> and it can be a very, very deep loss, trying problem, <laughs> um, infested type of situation with you. I mean, like, say, say you say you had a dream to um, become a professional hockey player. But you made it to say AAA, or you made it to um, an important ballet school because you want to become a, a ballerina, but you realize that you're weighing 170 pounds, or you're for the ballerina or, or for the hockey player, you're now 41 and never been picked up by a, a you know, a, a D-League or an AHL team. It's sometimes difficult to give up on those dreams. But I think recognizing when something is over, maybe, maybe the ballerina can get a job and one day be a ballet, a ballet coach. Maybe the hockey player can become a coach as well. Maybe you can still stay around that thing or that situation that you love, but you will not be that same. You will not be able to do it in that capacity that you were hoping for for a long time. Maybe you've been left by um, a spouse You've been, you feel used, you've been used. There's no, it's not even a question. And maybe you're just going to have to be a shoulder to cry on or a person to bounce questions off of, but maybe your relationship is dead. Maybe unfortunately for you, that person believes your relationship has run its course and there's nothing in this world this planet that can ever happen right now to change their mind. 
Maybe they're already wrapped up in another situation and you're there pining away, holding on to nothingness. It's difficult. It's difficult to give up on something or someone that you were really hoping on. We can cope with those situations, but it takes for us to renew our mind. kind of get where I'm coming from. In Romans 12 verse 2, it states, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You see, if we look at things the way the world does, now is blessed of the blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or you know, or the counsel of the wicked. It's when you're conformed to this world, then your mind is conformed to this world. And when that is the situation or that is the case, you're going to look at the world's way of dealing with things. You're going to believe the things that the world says can solve a problem. You're going to look to psychology and not Christianity. But when you look at the word of God and you test things according to the word of God, then you have a better outlook on how things should be. The Bible is tried, tested, and true. Whereas the things that we decide as people are finite in that somebody come up, could have come up with a bright idea. And we're following it now. We've decided that tomatoes are the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> or that chocolate helps against cancer. Or we decide to inject ourselves with Ozempic because it helps lose weight. Just because somebody in a lab somewhere did some tests and it seemed to work for some people. But we don't know what's happening on the other side of that vaccine or that shot or whatever. When you conform yourself to the way things are done in this world, we come up with a lot of mistakes. But if we renew our mind with the word of God and we are testing things and looking at things really circumspectly, we can discern the will of God in each situation. What is good and acceptable and perfect? And listen, just because you, you maybe you pick the right thing, but wrong things happen. Well, we are living in a sinful, fallen world. So sometimes you do choose the right path, but bad things happen. It doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. It doesn't mean you're with the wrong man. It doesn't mean you're with the wrong woman. We're in a fallen world with fallen people, sinful people. And you might say, well, I, I thought he was a Christian. Well, he is a Christian. He's still living in this flesh and it pulls us down maybe he took his eyes off christ or she took her eyes off christ you understand it doesn't mean you change your thinking and listen to your ungodly friends or base things off of your ungodly thoughts or your thought processes you have to really look at your decision is and and your decisions and figure out why it is that you're doing what you're doing. And if you're going up 
one second and then you're going down the next second and you're up and down and you're all over the place with your emotions then you have to realize there's something to that as well you should be more even keel why because the scriptures help you to be more even keel but when you're always off the off on your emotions you're definitely off on the wrong track And you're definitely not living out Romans 8, 28. Because you were hurt. Because they're not good enough. Because they were disrespectful. Because they didn't consider your feelings the way that you thought they should consider your feelings. That's the world's way. And that's why there's so much divorce. And that's why there's so many lost people because we're getting blown to and fro with the world's ways. You know, I was gonna continue in that vein in, with those kinds of questions, but what I'm gonna say to you now, and sometimes we have to just find the courage to have stick to And what I mean by that is sometimes we do need to stick it out, especially when it makes sense when you've, when you, a person who considers the law, the laws of the Lord. You know, as believers, I know most of you know, but I know some of you don't know. Many of us think that we are supposed to prosper. Because it says all things work together for good. Well, listen, if you're a believer... And you're doing things according to the way you believe that that the Lord would have you move. And I've talked about this before. Listen, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Jude, or Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas Iscariot, well, probably excluded, Matthias, these guys all walked with Jesus. Right? And you'd figure, okay, well then, did they, did they all die happy deaths? Was the rest of their lives totally amazing? Because they were with Jesus and they were obviously following the one... <laughs> If any, if there was anyone to follow, they're following that individual. Well, let's look at it. Because it would make sense, no? Like, they're they're with Jesus. So, so are, are, are we thinking that they, they led charmed lives after that? Everything was amazing? Think about Stephen. Think about how Stephen, Stephen said, I think he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I believe or something like that in other words it was like he got a he got a vision or a little a little glimpse into heaven he realized that the stuff on earth doesn't matter he realized the people that were persecuting him were sinful people that didn't know any better peter crucified upside down in rome under emperor nero The date was about 64 to 68 years after the, after the crucifixion of Jesus. James, son of Zebedee, executed by sword in Jerusalem on the order of King Herod. About 44 years after the crucifixion of Christ. John, 
believed to have died in natural causes. There you go. In like Turkey. Around the end of the first century. He was the only apostle thought to have died peacefully. Do you hear that? The only one. But then he died peacefully. But I believe John was on the Isle of Potmos. And he was there by himself for an extended period of time. Think about how much depression would have been on that guy's head. Do you know how loneliness is lonely? <laughs> You're just there probably waiting. Probably, Maybe he was like dying for death. We don't know. Andrew. Apparently he was crucified on an X-shaped cross in Greece 60 years after the crucifixion. Philip. Crucified or died of natural causes in... But we're not really sure. I think John is the only one that died of um, natural causes though. Bartholomew or Nathaniel, they say that he was probably beheaded or flayed. In other words, they believe that they ripped his skin off before they beheaded him. Matthew, apparently he was stabbed in Ethiopia. Thomas apparently was killed by a spear in India. James was either stoned or stoned and clubbed to death in Jerusalem. Jude Apparently he was killed as well, but we're not really sure how. Simon. The Zealot. Was probably crucified in Persia. And we know what happened to Judas Iscariot. And maybe my dates are wrong, but the point is... The point is... And if you don't know what happened to Judas Iscariot... You know what happened to Judas. If you don't, check out the Bible. I'll leave that one. <laughs> but the point is, don't think because you're going through a rough time that you're going in the wrong direction. Because that might be your cross to bear. That might be what you have to go through. Don't always take the easier road or I have peace about it or all I want to have is peace around me because a lot of time people who are searching for easy times find rough times and those who are willing to go through the rough times will find peace. Anyhow, that's about all I have to say today, people. Thanks for hanging out. My time is gone. Remember, this is not a Christian podcast, but this is a podcast by a Christian. So a lot of the time, most of the time, I will bring some type of parallel back to the scriptures. And I'm not a minister of the gospel. I am a saint because that's what we're called as believers in Christ. Not to say that I am perfect, but God sees me as Christ because Christ imputed his righteousness <clears throat> to me because my righteousness is filthy rags and I've been given grace by the almighty God because of the sacrifice of Christ for my life have you trusted God have you trusted the Lord Jesus as your savior do you believe in him
Do you believe the word of God from Genesis to Revelations? The King James Bible or an ESV? Anyhow, this is MCM and I'm signing off. You're listening to you probably right. Thanks for showing up, y'all. I have many, many, many <laughs> episodes. Something else that might tickle your fancy. So I challenge you to check out some of my other episodes. I've talked about all kinds of stuff on this um, this podcast. I'm all over the place. Anyhow, take care. Thanks for coming out. Peace. Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. (laughs) I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes, to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh oh, yeah, God, self help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not so tough questions, and all the while, understand that, listen, Sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat. Well, that's how it is here. And because there's no topic, well, very few topics off the table. Trontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there. (laughs) Hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting. And hey, maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere. Hope to see you soon.